live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harold. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Live from America. Wow. <laughs> the week is flying by, isn't it? The week is definitely flying by today is, what is it, Ooh, September 9th, two days before the uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, September 9th, year of our Lord 2021, you are watching live from America, from the live free or die state of New Hampshire, and I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, who will, by the way, never back down from a fight with evil. Evil is always on our heels. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, from the time you're born until the time that God takes you back home. Don't ever think that the lightest little, the slightest little slip up won't grab Satan's attention and turn his entire army towards you in order to crumble you in your time of despair. However, I don't think Satan quite understands how close Jeremy Harrell and the entire Live from America audience is with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And while we might have a bad day here or there, while we might go through trials and tribulations both private and public, I'm here to make my stand and tell you, Satan, uh uh-uh, not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. I thought about it a lot last night. While I'm, while I'm talking, please, please, folks, put this video in your groups. And by the way, if you're on your um, phone, you can back out of the video, click the share button, the little triangle button, and you can pull up your Instagram chats and go right through and just hammer it out to Instagram chats. You can pull up your messenger. It's the best way to share it, not just on your wall, but directly to people. Um... I got to tell you, do not comply. Exactly. I, I completely agree with you on that. Do not comply. Look, like I said, I'm taking my stand right now. And I'm letting you know that last night I made the decision. After putting my face in the Bible, after listening to, to, to worship music, after talking with my wife, after being with my children, after, after everything that we, we went through last night and everything that we will go through in the next few weeks in order to to ward off this evil that is attacking us. And I will explain it all to you when the time is right. There's a lot of reasons I can't right now. Um, but I made the decision last night, uh, remembering all of the newsletters that I send out to you folks every single day, remembering all of the verses that I read, that God puts us in these very, very specific moments to just see how close we are with Him. He puts us in these very specific moments to sharpen us. And I couldn't stop thinking last night. And I know now what it was. It was the Holy Spirit talking to me. But I could not get it out of my head last night. I could not get it out of my head. That what is next for me? And I'm not trying to be selfish here. Because I know what, what's going on involves my whole family. But what is next for me. That God is preparing me for right now. In order to be equipped to deal with whatever's coming next. That's the only thing that I kept thinking about last night. And it kept me away from anxiety. It kept me away from stress. It kept me away from tears. It kept me away from worrying. It kept me away from wondering. 
Because all I did was turn my gaze to that beautiful light that is shining down on us from heaven. And I realized, you have no power here, Satan. Satan, you have no power here. You have none. And I'm only going to allow you enough power as I allow you. And that is zero. That is zero. So I strapped my armor of God back on again last night. And when I tell you this story, when I can tell you what's going on, your jaw is going to drop. But just know that it's not warranted. It's not right. And the people who are perpetrating this upon me and my family will be prosecuted, not by a a court of man, but by the court of God. And they will not win. They will not win. There's no possible way. Because God is on our side, because justice is on our side, because the truth is on our side, and this is no different. What's happening to us right now, I got to tell you, thank you for the $10 donation. God bless you. I appreciate that on Rumble Rants. I got to tell you that what is happening to our family right now is very similar to the attacks that we were getting when I was back on Facebook and we were getting death uh Uh, death threats and stuff like that but just let me give you a a hint a kind of an insight on what's going on I have two children with a previous relationship for a decade we have co-parented very 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 wonderfully considered her a friend but for some reason number one she hates the children go to, to Christian school hates it last night she said some very derogatory things about Jesus And about the Christian school that the children go to. Number two, my job, what I do, is how to, using that against me, using the perception of how can people really be safe in your home when you get death threats and when you do what you do. And, you know, and, and there's a lot more than that, but that's basically, you'll, you, can, you can form the rest of your opinions around that afterwards. And again, I told you many, many times on this station, on this channel, on Real America's Voice, wherever you see me, I've told you many times, there is nobody in this world persecuted like a Christian. And when you are out there publicly professing your love for God, and telling people to turn away from their sin, the entire underworld is going to mobilize to tear you down, to tear your family down, and to tear your love for God down, because that's the last thing they want. It's just like on Facebook, right? There are many people on Facebook saying a lot worse things than I ever said, but it was the engagement. It was the 30,000 live viewers that I was getting while spreading the gospel that ultimately got me banned for life from Facebook, and I'm experiencing the same thing again right now, but in real life, against people who I thought were close. But I got a smile on my face today for a reason. Again, evil only give, only has as much power as you give the evil. And I looked at God last night and I said, I don't know exactly what your plan is, God. But just like that Lord's Prayer that we say every single day, let your will be done on heaven, in heaven, as in earth, as, as it is in heaven, let your will be done. And I am letting that happen. 
I am letting the proper procedures play out. And in the end, just like President Trump and all of you, I will be vindicated. My children will be vindicated. My family will be vindicated. And these evil forces will be pushed away. I can guarantee you that. So that is basically kind of what I can tell you in a nutshell right now. But evil will not win. Thank you very much, JavaCurl307, for the, for the donation. I appreciate that. There is no love like a father's love for his children. Well, maybe a mother's love. But for somebody who actually loves their children and loves being a parent, you will never stop that. The only thing I could do last night was give it to God and pray for the people that are trying to harm me. That is it. And that took a lot. That took me hours last night. My wife said, well, maybe it's okay. Maybe you're not ready to pray for her yet or for them yet. And I was. And I will. And I'll continue to do so. Um, <clears throat> there was a lot of prayer requests yesterday. And there was even more after that. And I got to tell you that your, all you guys praying for me yesterday, last night, I felt those. I didn't just feel them when I was reading them through the comment threads. No, 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 no. I felt them in my heart. I could feel the love coming from thousands of people. And if you, if you don't think that prayers for other people work, just ask um, the gentleman who's, who's, who I talked about yesterday who's, who's hus, uh, whose um, wife's uncles came out of a coma. Just ask me when this is all done. Prayers do work, and prayers are the most powerful weapon that you have on this planet. And that is why people like even the Apostle Paul begged for people to pray for him. Because he knew, he knew how much prayers meant, and how powerful they, they truly were. And how powerful they truly were. And I'll say it one last time for all those in the back who did not hear. Satan, you have no power here. Be gone. And be gone away from all of these wonderful people who watch and engage and share this show every single day. That, my family and my Live from America family, is who I put my life on the line for. I will never back down if it means me putting myself in the way to, to take a bullet for you or my family at home. I will be that tip of that spear. I chose to be here. I chose to accept God's calling. I am here, and I will never let you or my family down. That is a promise from me to you from God right now. Thank you. Thank you, uh, A. Lafayette, for that donation. God bless you. Um, all right, folks. Um, I just want to kind of uh, say thank you to a, a few people. I opened some more boxes that I had in my um, that were sent to me. Maria Schaefer, thank you so much for the Bibles. You sent me um, some Bibles. And I am going to, you know how I tell you that when, when, when people attack Mike Lindell to just go buy something from him? You know how I tell you when the left attacks him to go buy something from him? Because every time they want to punch, we can counter punch with something positive. You know what I'm going to do? I know that I'm way behind on your Bible requests, people that requested free Bibles. I know that. I'm working to make it more efficient. And when we move into this new studio, I get the keys for it today, finally. Um, I'm going to have a lot more room and, and efficiency to be and, and time to be able to do this because my wife is going to be helping out now. You know what I'm going to do? Every time you attack me, Satan, I am going to sit down no matter what I have to do, and I'm going to pack up 50 Bibles. 
I'm, that's how I'm going to catch up. Every time Satan attacks me, every time evil attacks me, every time evil attacks one of you, every time Satan decides to tear you down, you let me know, and I'm going to sit down, and I am going to thwart that off. I'm going to counterpunch with sending out 50 Bibles. Not only will it catch me up, but it's doing the, king, the, the Lord's work, it's doing kingdom work, and it's another counterpunch to Satan that says, what did I do? I better not mess with him no more. I better stay away from him. I messed with him for 36, 37 years. But there's something different in him now. I can't fight that guy. He's got an armor that's literally crafted by the angels in heaven. He's got an army of people behind him that I can't get through. What am I going to do? Every time I hit this guy, he sends out more Bibles. He spreads more gospel. Folks, call it back, fall back. Let's just fall away. And that's what we're going to do. That's what I'm going to do from now on. Thank you, Maria, for the Bibles that you sent to me. Um, Donna Jones sent me a children's Bible. And I could always use them. There's always, there's always parents asking for Bibles for their kids. And I, I, I guarantee you and I promise you I will catch up on that list. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Jim and Barbara Peters, thank you as well. Thank you as well for all the ones that you sent me. You guys are keeping me stocked up with the best weapon that we have on this planet, and that is the wonderful B-I-B-L-E. Amen, folks? Amen? Share the video. Every time they attack us, share the video to somebody else. That's what we do. That's what we do. Um, I want to go ahead and give you guys the... Let's get some cheers going here because we've got a dumb dumb award for the month of August to give away. So You're fired. Oh, you're fired. Yeah, that too. There we go. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. The dumb dumb award for the month of August 2021 who collectively, day after day after day, just could not get away from that dumb, dumb award. And I'm going to give this to, are you ready? Tony the Ratface Fauci. Oh, I had to give it to him again. I mean, I could give it to Biden, but Biden is, he, I, I'd have to have like a, I'd have to have like a puppet award to give to Biden. He's not dumb. He has no idea what's going on. And that's just because of mental breakdown and mental illness. This gentleman right here, Tony the Ratface Fauci, as you can see him right here, I brought him back out, he's going to get the Dumb Dumb Award for the month of August. Why? Because of the Mu variant. Because of the fact that I got caught lying to Congress. And Rand Paul is vindicated. And that's going to be a story that we're going to talk about today. But Tony the Ratface Fauci is going to get the Dumb Dumb Award for the month of August. Also, ladies and gentlemen, $200 which is 10% of what came in for apparel sales um, in the month of August, is going to go to patriotfoods.com. I'm going to give that $200 to Adam and his team so that they can do what they see fit with it, whether it means to give it to a veteran or a veteran cause, or whether that means give it to one of their fresh family farms in their farmer network. I know it will end up in the right hands. So, Patriot Foods... You will get the uh, recipient. You will be the recipient of the two hundred dollars that we raised here to give back to help either veterans or family farms. Two very important and forgot about people in this world. All right, I think, folks, we can get to the verse of the day, don't you? I am in good spirits today, regardless of what's going on. I have got a big fight ahead of me. You all know that. I know that the fight has just begun, but it isn't my fight to fight. It's God's. 
And I don't think the people that came after me knew that I was going to unleash God on them. They thought maybe I'd unleash myself on them, but not God. And they're in for a world. <laughs> they're in for a world. Um, Shanray Welch says, Jeremy, my daughter Hannah needs prayers desperately. Satan is attacking her in every direction. Please pray for her. What's your daughter's name? Oh, your daughter Hannah. Okay. Your daughter Hannah. Well, we'll keep her in mind as we, as we go to the Lord today. So let's do that now. The verse of the day. I titled this, Christianity is not a spectator sport. Christianity is not a spectator sport, folks. It means all hands on deck. Everybody is involved. Verse of the day, Matthew 9, 37 and 38, says this. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord to harvest Ask the Lord of harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Now we know the way Jesus spoke, ladies and gentlemen. We know the parables in which he and his disciples ultimately ended up speaking in. And we know why Jesus spoke in parables. Let's move on and break this verse down, shall we? The harvest is plentiful. Meaning that there is plenty of kingdom work for all of us to do here on earth. Especially in these trying times. Typically in this world, we think of pastors and church elders as the ones doing the kingdom work. And the rest of us assist them and the church with anything they need to spread the gospel to the communities through evangelism and missions work. However, kingdom work is not reserved for these specific people, folks. Okay? We all play a part in spreading the good news. It's incumbent on all of God's children to go out on that limb with faith in Christ and try to shine our light on everyone we come in contact with. Now, I don't mean that you need to be an annoyance to them and nonstop push the gospel. That may turn people away in the end. The best thing to do is to lead by example. Show them the, the heavenly light that shines on you. It's very important to show them your whole life. Show them how you handle adversity in terrible times. Show them your full faith in the Lord <clears throat> that He will handle anything that you give to Him and ask of Him. Look for opportunities to evangelize to them in a way that grabs their attention and makes them think about it later when they are alone. The kingdom work that is needed is far greater than the workforce that it has. In order to save America, save our children, and ultimately save ourselves, we need God to steer the ship. There, is, there are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Think of it this way. Just like when Trump was in the office, there were more jobs than there were workers to fill those jobs. Same thing goes with kingdom work. God has help wanted signs everywhere and he needs those positions filled in order for his agenda to be complete. Thankfully, most of us are already employed in his kingdom. However, there are millions in this country that are not. It's up to us to tell them about all the work that there is for them. God needs us as his marketing and advertising team. Christianity is not a spectator sport. It's all hands on deck right now. And we need to be bold and full of heavenly courage. In Jesus' name, amen.
And I could not think, I could not help but think about my situation when I was writing that this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the Lord's Prayer because this is how Jesus instructed the disciples to pray to our Heavenly Father. And we carry on that tradition right here on Live from America. So please, remove your caps. Put a smile on your face. Feel the Holy Spirit inside your body. Let it give you goosebumps. It's what it does to me when I think of it. And invite everybody in the room to say it with you. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And I just seen that another Rumble rant came in of $100. That's huge. Uh, runs with wolves, says Jeremy. I can never repay you for bringing me back to my faith. Forever grateful. You can repay me. You can repay me by giving all glory to God. That's what you can do. You can get down on those knees and you can say, Lord, thank you so very much for using Live from America to help me back to you. I had really nothing to do with it. I'm doing what I'm told to do. I'm living life really blind right now because I'm trusting in God to do it. For the first time fully, for the first time fully, I've given it all over to God. I've never been able to do that in my whole life. Not fully, but I do now. I do now. And now, folks, it's a little late. If you have not done it yet, please give me a rumble. Give me a like on YouTube. I know I haven't done some shout-outs today, but I got a lot to get through because I have a lot of news from yesterday that I got to bring forward that still isn't being reported on by other news stations. And I don't want to miss anything. So please, hit that right like button. Hit that rumble button. Do not forget to share. Like I said, you can share directly through Messenger or Instagram chats. Snowbaby66 says, I love your show and donated 25 bucks. God bless you. Here we go. First and foremost, folks, Arizona will soon be decertified. Can I, can I just say that again? Can I say it again? Arizona will soon be decertified. Vitamist just gave $50. You guys, you guys don't have to do this. You guys are amazing. Um, I want to acknowledge every time I see it. That's why you hear me stopping in, this, in the middle of the sentence. Because it, it's, it's, it's hard these days. I get it. But Arizona will soon be decertified, ladies and gentlemen. The full report from the canvassing work in Maricopa County has finally been released. It was released yesterday. What was the outcome? Let me tell you what the outcome of the canvassing report was. 173,104 lost votes. What did I say? 173,104 lost votes and 96,389 ghost votes. This is apart from the forensic audit. Now, let me break down what a canvas is in case... In case people don't know what a canvas is, a canvas is exactly what the illegitimate Department of Justice and their feckless, weird, creepy leader, Merrick Garland, is exactly what they came out and said, if you do these canvases, we will come after you. They're, they are 
coming at it from the perspective of you can't just be going to people's houses and harassing them to find out who they voted for or how they voted. You mean like going door to door to try to stick people with an e with an experimental drug? You mean kind of like that? Because when we told you, do not come to our house and do not solicit, you said, oh no, that's not soliciting. You said, even if, and I saw the directives to their little brown shirt 15-year-old workers, I saw the memos, I saw the emails, ignore any signs that say, you know, do not knock on this door, no trespassing, no soliciting. They said, ignore those because you're not doing that. You're going door to door, which is legal to knock on someone's door, to spread um, health information to to the community so that they'll go out and get the shot. Well, what is more important? People getting a shot in which they have a 99% chance of living if they get it without the shot? Or our sacred and wonderful right to vote? What is more important? It's plenty legal. But the the Justice Department knew that if they get out and start canvassing, that it was going to basically be the receipts for the receipts. A forensic audit is one thing. A recount is one thing. An audit is another thing. A forensic audit is the next step. And the last step after that is canvassing. Once you can get out there and canvass, you can get the receipts for the receipts. Meaning that you know exactly who voted where. And really what this was targeting was the mail-in votes. That is where they steal. Thank you, AM Live in 12 for the $25. Thank you so very much. I appreciate that. God bless you. That is where they steal. That's where they steal. They steal it in the mail-in ballots. They do it all over the world. Everybody in the world knows that if you do mail-in ballots, you are highly susceptible to fraud and cheating. Period. There is no way. There's no way around it. So if they go out and they find these... If they go out and canvas and find out, okay, these people supposedly did a mail-in ballot... Hello, hi, we're here with the Arizona Canvassing Committee team, whatever they call themselves. Um, we just like to know, we don't need to know who you voted for. What we'd like to know is, did you vote in the last election? Well, yes, I did. Did you vote in person or did you do a mail-in ballot? Oh, I voted in person. Thank you. Thank you, that's all we need to know. Thank you, Lee's Designs. God bless you so very much. Thank you for the, for the, uh, for the donation, I appreciate that. Thank you, and they move on. And that is why the Justice Department does not want them canvassing because the canvassing can pull all of it together. Okay? Now stay with me here. I just told you. Thank you, Wendy, for the 20 bucks. I just told you 173,104 lost votes and 96,389 ghost votes. And again, this is aside, aside from the forensic audit. The canvassing is the validation of where these mail-in ballots came from. To validate, A, if it's a proper residency, a proper housing, and the people that supposedly voted live there. Remember, this state was certified by less than 12,000 votes. And it was certified, I mean, it was decided by less than 12,000 votes, excuse me, and it was certified by Secretary of State Katie Hobbs. The canvassing is the end-all, be-all, folks, even without the forensic audit report. We know, we now know for 100% sure that Biden did not win that state. Thank you, JP Mom. God bless you for that. We know now, 100% sure that Biden did not win that state just based off the Maricopa County canvassing alone. All right? We know that. 
And this state that Biden supposedly won has only voted blue twice in the last hundred years. It is a red state. It is a locked Republican state. That was our first thought of, hey, something's going on here. Then we pushed for the forensic audits. Now we're doing it in Pima County. Okay? And now the forensic, I mean, now the, the canvassing report came in. And now we know for 100% sure that, what is it, 173,000, almost 270,000 votes are not supposed to be there and all coming from mail-in ballots, all right? So, you have to understand timing here. I'm, pro I'm, I'm bringing it all together for you. So many donations, it's contagious. Cheryl253 says, God bless you so very much. Cheryl253 for the $25. You guys are... You guys are more than amazing. I don't even expect these. I just don't. I'm riled up today, okay? We're going over an hour today. Let's get up to six and 7,000 watching on Rumble alone. Let's get up to three, 400 on YouTube. Let's, let's push that, folks. I'm riled up, and I'm going to explain to you the timing of all of this. I know there's a lot of you right now that say, well, what's going to happen because of it? Well, we, if we know that he didn't win, then what's going to happen? What are we waiting for? Decertify. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. Let me bring it all full circle. Full circle for you. Ready? Here we go. Wendy Rogers' petition to decertify the election will be complete with one million votes, I would say, by next week. That is homework for you. Homework for you is to not only get as many people watching live from America as possible, thank you very much, God bless you, but also to spread really, really important information, especially if it comes, if it's down to signing a petition. Something like we did in, in um, uh, Audit the Vote PA, right? Wendy Rogers needs one million. She's already up to three quarters of a million. We'll be by that million by next week, especially with the canvassing report coming out, okay? So Wendy's Ro Wendy Rogers' report will come out with one million votes to decertify. After we just got the canvassing report, which is, like I said, about 270,000 votes. At the same time, right after that, the preliminary public report for the forensic audit will be put out. That is when President Trump will pounce. That is when President Trump will push that state to do a complete decertification. And once Arizona decertifies their election, their electors, and they pull back, or their uh, results, and they pull back their electors to their state, Georgia and Wisconsin will be next. And I would bet you, if I'm going to call it right now, if I'm going to predict, my prediction is going to be that Pennsylvania will be the last state. Why? Because Pennsylvania is riddled, riddled with swamp creatures, just like Georgia. Thank you, uh, Osterich, for $25, and Grace Simpkins mwah, for your $45. God bless you. Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> when they fight us, we fight back harder, right? And you, can, you have my word that all of your money that you send in goes right into the business account, and it goes to the growth of the business account. If anybody ever wondered that, I'd be happy to show you that someday, too. Thank you, Jaded, but okay. God bless you. So you think about all of the timing. Wendy Rogers promised you, didn't she? She said, the, it's coming. It's real be patient with us. President Trump is all about timing. President Trump is gearing up big time. He is, he is already setting dates everywhere. Everywhere for rallies. Not only rallies, folks, but he's also injecting himself back into the public with TV shows that you'd never expect him to be on. The guy is ramping up for something big. And he's ramping up for two things. One, 
to decertify this election and get him right back where he's supposed to be and all the senators in the proper seats and the congressmen and women in the proper seats that they belong in. That's the first thing he's going for. If for some crazy weird reason that that does not happen, which I think it's going to, President Trump will then run for 2024. That's what's happening, folks. Okay? But the plan, the plan is all in works. And it's all about timing. Decan uh, the canvassing report, the preliminary report, the, um, the, the petition to decertify, reaching one million, all of those will come down crashing at one time. And when they do, you'll see President Trump push and push and push. And my bet is that that state will be decertified. If I was to say a conservative time frame, if I was to put out a prediction, I would say November, one year after the election. I would say November. And once it happens, you're going to see this play out, but in a lot faster motion. You're going to see Georgia move quicker. You're going to see Wisconsin move quicker. And the last state that will do it will be Pennsylvania. But once Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania does, that's enough to decertify the entire election, pull it back, and then send it back to the states to put the, the rightful president, the rightful senators, and the rightful congresspeople in their seats. And you know another thing that backs this up is that the left has their pedal to the metal right now. They're doing everything they can because they're grasping at straws. That's why you're going to see Biden come out later and try to say that, you know, Every person in the world needs to get the shot, and we're going to try to go in the direction of Australia. Let me just tell you right now, that is not going to happen. If he tries to withhold your Social Security or your, your disability, that's not going to happen. He can try. It's not going to happen. It will not happen, ladies and gentlemen. I can promise you that. Why they're really pushing so hard for all of this to happen as soon as possible, A, because they know their time is running out, and they're not on borrowed time, they're on stolen time. B, folks... September 30th, the government shuts down because it runs out of money. Bye-bye to your $3.5 trillion Green New Deal that will completely transform this country. Bye-bye. And that only happens if we continue to push the pressure. Continue to push the pressure to our Congress and our Senate and say, look, you do not budge on this at all or you are gone. It's working. It is definitely working. They run out of money September 30th. You know what happens on October 15th? We start defaulting on loans. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's run the government out of money and let's start defaulting on loans. Because as soon as that happens, every bit of this administration is gone. They're gone. And it all is coming to timing. Decertification from forensic audits and canvassing and the mismanagement of not only the southern border but also foreign policy but really our finances and you have to find out the wrong before you can fix it you have to root out the evil when president trump said the best is yet to come i keep telling you this i keep telling you thank you june bug for the 50 dollars. god bless you i keep telling you the President Trump said the best is yet to come is not him coming back in office in 2024. It's us rooting out all of the problem so that the whole world is exposed to what's going on. So they cannot be uh, brainwashed anymore. Thank you, Patriot Graham and Smart S. Maria B. God bless you th so very much. All part of the plan, folks. All part of the plan. I know it sounds like it's too good to be true. I know it sounds like a fantasy tale or a fantasy movie. But I'm telling you, all you have to do is look at what I'm looking at. Understand what I'm telling you. See the forest for the trees. 
And you have to see what's happening. They want us bankrupt, so we have to borrow from China, Mama Nikki, Mommy Nikki says. We're already borrowing from China at, a, at an alarming rate. We need to hurt before we heal. And the only way to hurt is to root out the evil, no matter what the cost. Because like I said, if we weren't doing all of this right now, if you, if you, if you the audience... And me as an American, if we were not doing and pushing the things that we're pushing right now, then all that would have happened was President Trump would have been in the White House, we would have not been pushing this hard to bring all this truth to light, and it would be kicked down the road, the can would be kicked down the road until 2024, until the next president came in, and by that time, they would just pick up right where they left off, just like they did just now. We cannot afford to keep pushing this back to our kids. We can't. We just can't. We have to stop it all right now. Terry says, Bannon says it would be advantageous if we let the government shut down. He's right. He's 100% right. There's, not, there's nothing more that I agree with him than that. Stacy W74, thank you. God bless you very much. I appreciate your help. We're hurting. I know. I get it, Terry. We're all hurting. We're hurting. We're all hurting. But it's all gonna, we're, gonna be, we're going to be rewarded for our hurt. We're going to be rewarded for our sacrifices. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was your first and foremost section of the day. 38 minutes through the show. <laughs> Ooh, you want to see how scared the left is? You want to see how scared that they're losing their power everywhere? You guys all think that, that California's got it in the bag, don't you? The California, that Governor Gavin Newsom has it in the bag. A lot of you believe that there's no way that, that California is going to go red. Well, if California was so in the bag... Remind me why Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are both campaigning for Governor Gavin Newsom in California. That just goes to show you how detached he is from reality. When you have the people coming in who have the lowest poll ratings ever <laughs> coming in, while the America hates them right now, thank you BC Angel 2000, God bless you, that's a huge donation. When you see... The, the poll numbers and how bad the country uh, looks at Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to even have them come and vote for you, I mean, and, and campaign for you, shows you how detached you are from reality. These people are so far detached from reality, it's not funny. His campaign slogan is, vote for me or you'll all die. Thank you, Kay Dahitz. God is in charge, party of one, he says. Vote for me or you'll all die. That is Gavin Newsom's campaign slogan. I know you've all seen this by now, but if you haven't, here is Larry Elder and his entire team being attacked yesterday by white liberals wearing monkey masks. If that's not racist, folks, I don't know what is. They are literally attacking a black man as white people wearing monkey masks, throwing eggs at him, punching his staff members, and calling him the black face of white supremacy. Now... Viewer discretion advised. If there's children watching, you are going to hear some swear words in these videos. But I had to play them. Had to play them. Here we go. Right back here. Here's the lady with the monkey mask. Throws the egg. Don't touch her, 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 don't tou
There you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it there. This guy this guy preaching nonsense. Doesn't even care about his own people. Doesn't even care about his own people. You're throwing eggs at him and punching him in the face. You are the left wing arm of violence and terrorism in this country. You are the same people who preach tolerance and coming together and united, and you can't even stand a black man walking down your streets with his hands just like this. Very reminiscent of Martin Luther King, right? Walking down the street with his hands in front, held, head held high, chest out, shoulders back, like I tell you at the end of every show. Walking through these liberal, disgusting people. And really what it all comes down to is they are afraid that Jesus and God are winning. Thank you, Marianne Hardy. God bless you. Thank you so very much. I will stay strong. God bless you. They can't stand a black man being a conservative. They can't stand, can't stand the Constitution. They can't stand the Constitution, which, by the way, the government put warning labels on our founding documents. The Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, they put warning labels on them now. That's, that's real. We'll talk about that on tonight's show. They can't stand conservatism, constitutionalism, capitalism, and God. And what you just saw right there might look evil. And I apologize for the swears that they were saying. What you saw might look evil and might look like we have no chance. The very fact that they're throwing eggs, the very fact that they're punching, attacking, screaming, chasing him out of there for literally telling him he's going to help save California and make California great again. We're going to unmask you. We're going to send you back to your schools. We're going to send you back to your jobs. We're going to create jobs. We're going to lock down the border of California so people aren't coming over and taking your jobs. They're brainwashed. They Forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. But the very fact of what you just seen, what they're doing, tells you we're winning. Tells you we're winning. The regime is collapsing. The leftist idea is collapsing. Globalism is collapsing. You just don't see that every day. You see globalism expanding. You see leftism expanding. No. They're not. They're just getting louder so you hear it more. They're just being louder so you hear it more. And I know this because I travel this country every single month. And not one time, no matter where we go, have I seen anything like this. Pretty much everything I see is everyday life. It's just going to take... Getting more involved and getting louder. Being that workforce that God is calling us to be. That's it. They're going to lose big time. Look at Justin Trudeau in Canada. 
He's upside down in his polls. And everywhere he goes, he is being accosted right now to the point where he is even lashing back at them like a petulant child. Trudeau is gone too. Look at Biden. Look at everywhere Biden goes. Everywhere he goes, he is being flipped off, screamed at, told he's a loser. Meanwhile, what do you see from uh, President Trump? Boat parades, parades on the streets. People going to where Biden is in droves as Trump supporters, calling him names and there's no Biden supporters there. Thank you, Wendy. God bless you. Now, I'm going to show you. Oh, by the way, you're right. Nobody cares when Biden comes to town. Let me show you some video footage of what I'm talking about here. Now, again, viewer discretion advised, okay, because there are some swear words going on in these videos. I wish there wasn't, and I haven't had time to cut the swear words out, and I apologize. Thank you, Becky. God bless you. Let's go to this verse, to this uh, clip first. Now, this is a clip I was going to play yesterday, so it's a little old news, but for those who have not seen it, I need to show it to you. Listen to what these people are saying to Biden as he ignores them like a, like a child. Okay, there's your first video. Now let me play you another video here of some more welcoming for the failure and thief, the pretender and thief, the sniffer and thief. This is him coming, his motorcade coming in, and this is people on the side of the street. No Biden supporters whatsoever, because there are none. And that, again, it's all coming crumbling down. Here we go. Now, folks, we are coming out in such numbers. Look at what's going on in D.C. on the 18th. We are coming out in such numbers that Congress is now thinking that they want to put up that fence again around the Capitol building. And they want to put that fence up because so many people are coming to protest the people that are illegally jailed in D.C., the political prisoners. We are coming out in such droves. They don't know what to do. They're going to continue to label us terrorists. They're going to continue to label us white supremacists. That's okay. Their talking points are worthless. 
Their talking points are worthless. Laterer says, Jeremy, there was a video of workers on the highway and they turned their backs to him. Yeah, I could play videos all day of this exact stuff right here. I could, I could show videos all day. The country hates this guy as president. And they can't stop those, those optics from being out there. They can't. But here's the biggest tell that you know that this regime is falling. Look at the other world leaders all over talking trash about Biden and about this country. About how he's unqualified for the job. About how he's illegitimately uh, placed in that job. People on in the UK are talking about it. People in South America are talking about it. People in Europe are talking about it. It can't go on for four years. It just can't. It can't because there's zero political capital domestically and overseas. There's just zero political capital. The guy will never get anything done. And the dollar is tanking. The debt ceiling is rising. The government is shutting down. The border is a crisis. Everybody in the world knows that he is responsible for what happened in Afghanistan. The Chinese are now going to be taking over an airport that we gave up in Afghanistan. So there's spreading China even further up, up, the, uh, up the, uh, the, that side of the world. A lot of people are saying that the 18th is going to be a trap in D.C. Here's what I can say. Here's what I can say. Whatever decision you make to go to any rally or to any uh, state house or to any protest, use your head. Use your head. Be smart. Video record everything and don't do anything illegal. Now, by law, by the Constitution, when we have a tyrannical government, who's to say what's illegal and what's not? But we're not there, folks. We're not there. Be smart. Keep your camera rolling. And consult God in everything you do. That's what I would say to you. Because we can't sit home. we got to be doing what we're doing. we just got to be smart. Yes, I saw President Trump with Greg Gutfeld, and I heard he's going to be on again with him. That's great news. But, let, but I told you President Trump is injecting himself everywhere, right? Look at this. I bet you guys didn't know about this. This is, this is incredible, especially from a fight fan like myself. So we all know that Oscar De La Hoya caught COVID-19, right? And it's killing him. It only stayed in Joe Rogan for two days because he took everything Trump took. Duh. But it's killing Oscar De La Hoya. So Oscar De La Hoya was fighting... UFC veteran and Hall of Famer Vitor Belfort in some kind of an exhibition fight. Oscar De La Hoya had to pull out because he um, he's a double vaccinated weak human being and could not fight off COVID because of that, I believe. Now, he's not weak because he took the vaccination. He's just a weak human being. He's a drug addict. His immune system is in the trash, whatever. So Evander Holyfield stepped in. So Evander Holyfield is now going to come out of retirement at 70,000 years old and fight Vitor Belfort. Guess who your guest commentator is going to be for that fight <laughs> there it is there it is president donald j trump president donald j trump is going to be your alternative and guest commentator for that fight can you imagine president trump now president trump is a fight fan himself but that but he wouldn't be doing this unless he was injecting himself back into the people and that's what President Trump is doing. President Trump is going to take this government back over with the full support and might of the American people. It's awesome. 
I can, I'm definitely. I, I wasn't going to watch this fight. I'm watching it now. Oh, I'm buying it now. I can guarantee you, I'm buying that now on pay per view. That'll be held in Florida, by the way. Oh, I'm buying that now. I'm listen. I can you imagine right now? Oh, there he goes, folks. Look at he's throwing an uppercut. Okay, I, I know I know a few things about uppercuts, but I know a little bit more about counter punching. Okay, I throw the best counter punch the world has ever seen. Okay, he's gonna throw a counter punch. And it's going to be a hard counter punch, okay? It's probably going to put him out for, for, for the night, okay? And I've seen a lot of knockouts, okay? I knocked out a few people in my life, too, okay? I knocked out Hillary Clinton. Did you see that? There was a beautiful knockout. It was the most beautiful knockout the world has ever seen, the most impressive knockout ever. There he goes, folks. He's down for the count. One, two, three. He's out of here. He's out of here like Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait for that. I'm watching that fight. I'm watching that fight. How about you guys? But it's just, an, but you know what? President Trump understands. Remember that, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to get through all my news, but it's okay. <laughs> Remember when President Trump sat on the couch in the Oval Office and he had crying Chuck Schumer to his left and Stretchface Armstrong to his right and he was putting them in their place? Remember when Stretchface Armstrong and Chuck Schumer were like, well, if you shut down the government, then you own it. You own it. President Trump sat forward, leaned forward like this, right in Chuck Schumer's face. Chuck Schumer's face went to the ground like this because he couldn't look President Trump in the eye because he's beta and uh, President Trump is alpha. And President Trump said, look, I'll do that. Fine. It'll come back on me. It'll come back on me, he said. I'll shut the government down. I'll shut the government down if it means securing our border. And Chuck Schumer's like, well, there you go. I disagree, but there you go. There you go. And Stretchface Armstrong's over there trying to lift up her face by putting on a mask. Okay? Remember that moment? That moment President Trump leaned forward and was a boss? Not only was he a boss, but if you go back and watch that, that was a man fighting for the people of this country. He said the people of this country do not want drugs, child trafficking, and bad people coming across that border. And yes, I will shut down your precious little government if it means securing the American people. Remember that? Same thing as what he's doing right here. He is showing the world and the fake illegitimate leaders of this world right now that he is the beloved president, that he is with the people, that he is not detached from reality, billionaire or not, ex-president or not. He still is the unorthodox um, outsider in Washington. And that's exactly what he continues to be. And he's going to even be further into that category as he moves forward. You watch. The best is definitely yet to come. Now, let's move on to uh, give the Dumb Dumb Award of the day, shall we? Tony the Rat Face Fauci. Get out of here. Get out of here, Tony. He not only gets the Dumb Dumb Award for the month of August, but he gets the Dumb Dumb Award again because you got caught, bro. You got caught. It's time to go to prison. Okay? Now, it might not happen under this failed, phony, fake, sniffing administration, but it will be lined up for President Trump. And you don't think President Trump wants to sink his teeth into Tony Fauci? You don't think he wants to sink his teeth into General Woke White Rage Millie? Oh, and he even said it, didn't he? In Alabama, remember? When I'm done with Millie, and then he stopped. And then he stopped. <clears throat> Tony the Ratface Fauci got caught. Rand Paul has been vindicated. And now we know without a shadow. From the NIH and from the NIAID, 
from Francis Collins and from Tony the Radface Fauci from 2013 to 2019 to fund the coronavirus gain-of-function research. We also know that another $600,000 was paid directly to the Wuhan, la uh, viro Wuhan Virology Lab. We know this 100% sure. So that means that Tony the Ratface Fauci lied to Congress under oath. Now, I know nothing is going to happen to him right now because he's protected by the sniffer and thief in this administration and the entire left. I get it. But his day is coming. Just like impeachments, articles of impeachments that are put forward and don't get voted on on the House because they, don't, they will come. They will come. The articles of impeachment will come against Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Tony Fauci will be in prison. General Milley will be fired. And the swamp will definitely... President Trump is going to spend the next four years of his administration, whether it's now or whether it's in 2024, he will spend those four years draining the swamp. He didn't get to do that his first four years. He had to undo everything Obama did. He had to fight off the left every day. Then he had coronavirus come in for the last year of his administration. The next four years, he's going to be a lot smarter. Hopefully, he'll have more people around him that are a lot better. But he will dedicate that next four years to draining the swamp. And justice will happen. And it will be sweet, sweet justice because you'll have waited for it. And you'll have hurt through the pain to get there. And it will be so much sweeter. It will be so much sweeter. Um, I want to read something to you that's kind of hard to read. But it's from a soldier who's stuck in Afghanistan right now. He's sending help letters, help messages, excuse me, back to United States Special Forces soldiers that he knows and friends that he has in the United States. But this is what he said. You left us to be killed by the Taliban. He's a former Afghan Special Forces member. And he's sending message begging friends in the United States to help rescue him after Biden left him stranded. Let me read to you exactly what he wrote. Hello, brothers. This is X from Afghanistan. Of course, he doesn't want to put his name out. A guy who did work with the U.S. forces in Afghanistan for the last 11 years. I am telling all Americans, all the people, all the politicians of the USA, so brothers, I am stuck here in Afghanistan. I did work for you guys. I served my country and also the United States of America for a long time. So now we are under threat of a Taliban terrorist group who are armed with weapons. The Taliban killed people in their homes, searched their homes, and we are under surveillance, so I didn't sleep last night in my home. I went to my friend's home because of their threats. They killed one of my friends today who was working with NMB, Afghan Special Forces. The main reason that I'm under surveillance is I did work for the United States. You guys left Afghanistan. You left us. So what should I do? My U.S. friends helping me, they are stuck as well. The government does not let them... He's, this is how he wrote it. He said, the government does not let them to help us to get us out of Afghanistan. What should we do? Please, if you can do anything for us, do it. This is the time. It is not hard for the Taliban to find us. If we hide for one day or two days, we can hide. But on the third day, they will reach us. They will kill us. If you can help this time, if you can help 
This is the time. Please help us. Thanks, brothers. Afghan Special Forces trained by U.S. and then some code numbers. Is that not heartbreaking? This is ultimately why this administration will, will implode and be destroyed. Because of their lack of leadership. I think the world was willing to give them a chance. Cheat or not. I wasn't. But I think the world as a whole was willing to give this administration a chance. Cheat or not. But now that he's so unqualified. And now that the administration on the left has exposed so much of their cards. And shown how drastically they want to change this country. Guess who holds the power in these elections? Not only the state legislators who are already making it so you'll never be able to cheat on that scale ever again. But the independents. The independents of this country. Their approval rating for Joe is in the tank. Like 19%. He's done. He's done. He's done. It's just a matter of how is, when is he going to be done and how is it going to happen. We don't know that. All we know is that we can keep us pushing. These forensic audits wouldn't be happening. The canvassing wouldn't be happening. The teachers wouldn't be getting fired. The legislators wouldn't be making it harder to cheat. None of that would be happening. You guys are doing the right thing. You really are. You're doing the right thing. And we will win in the end. You watch. I'm not concerned. I'm concerned, but I'm not afraid. I know that God is going to win in the end. I know this from the bottom of my heart. Now, I want to get to two more stories, folks. I know we're running late today, but I think it's okay, right? You guys all going to stay? Hope you do. Here we go. I want to get to two more stories. What would you do if your child was not only forced to wear a mask in school, which I get some of you are okay with that. I get it. Damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? First of all, I want to explain a story that happened yesterday. I was all, I was, I was, as I was on my way home from this studio in shambles, bawling my eyes out from what was going on, I saw a mother walking her child to school. So she must have been late because this was late in, late in the morning. I saw a mother watch, walking her child to school. Now the mother was about as big as me. Heavy woman, right? No mask on, smoking a cigarette. No mask even below her... Oh, and, and she shouldn't be wearing a mask. It's not my point. My point is... Her little child, who looked to be about seven, maybe eight, malnutritioned, looks skinnier than, looks skinny, mask over his mouth, mask under his chin, walking 300 yards from the school. And I thought to myself, and I said, wow, what a, what a, what a sorry excuse for a mom to be making her child mask up that far from the school while she's walking with no mask on. Why would you even let your child do that, number one? I wouldn't even let my child do that even if they wanted to. No, take it off now is what I would say. I wouldn't even send them to school with it, but I get it. I get it's not easy to just say, what am I supposed to do? I get that. It's not my point here. My point here is we already have the children's children living like this. But can you imagine if your child wasn't wearing his or her mask properly and the liberal teacher of your school decided that they were going to single your child out not only single your child out, embarrass your child, traumatize your child, and literally abuse your child by taping the mask to the child's face, both to the sides of his face and to the forehead of his face so it stays above his nose. What would you do if you found out that a faculty member or a, or, or a teacher 
taped a mask to your children's face, what would you do? Because it happened. It happened, I'm going to play you the video right now. I was very, very upset when I seen this video because I can only imagine what I would do if my child came home and said that they were embarrassed and assaulted by somebody, by a teacher taping the mask to their face so that they would wear it properly. I not only would be suing them, but I would probably be in prison. Check this out. His substitute teacher be fired after she says that a teacher taped a face mask to her son's face when he did not wear it properly in the classroom. She spoke to us under the condition that we not use her name or show her face, worried her son could be further traumatized at school, but wanting other parents to know what is happening in one fourth grade classroom. I, I was furious. Furious. I was... I was scared for my son on what kind of like long-term effect it's going to have on him socially. Uh, the fact that the entire class was laughing. This mom of a fourth grade student at Breedham Elementary in Mountain's Edge says his substitute teacher stepped way over the line when the nine-year-old failed to properly wear his mask in class. He went to get a sip of water, forgot to put the mask on. Teacher then did not tell him to put it back on or send him to the office. She instead pulled him up in the front of the classroom in front of all of the students, and she then taped the mask across the top of his face. The mom says the sub added a second layer of tape from his nose to his forehead, and with tape still on his face, he went to the office to pick up homework he'd forgotten at home, and his dad dropped off. When he went to the office, is when one of the administrators noticed the tape on his face. Alarmed, that administrator took the tape off of the child and alerted the principal who went to the classroom to investigate, filling out this report. And she saw another student, who she thought was my son, with tape on their face as well. This mom later asked her son had other students also had their masks taped to their face. He said yes. It's been happening in his classroom since the beginning of the school year. He says that he remembers up to five. This mom says it is not a political issue. She has no problem with the mask mandate, but says nine-year-olds like her son are often forgetful and should never be punished, purposefully embarrassed in this way. He was very upset. He was crying. He was humiliated. Fox 5 questioned the school district about this incident. They responded, quote, the district is aware of the isolated incident and is dealing with the employee through the proper channels. The principal proactively notified the family of the investigation. But that's not good enough for this mom. I don't think this woman has any business teaching children, for one. Number two, I think parents need to know what's going on in the classrooms. It's, it's crazy. Um, corporal punishment in schools should not be happening. And the mom also filed a police report about the teacher putting her hands on the student. She's also now looking at changing schools or possibly moving to a charter school. And that's the power of the people, folks. Pull them out of that school. <clears throat> now, from what I hear, that happened to more than that kid. From what I hear, it happened to like four or five children. Okay? You don't do that. You don't do that. That's crossing, far crossing the line. And all these public schools, they're going to see in about a year. About a year from now, when half of the people that go to public school will not be there no more, they're, they're going to... Charter schools, Christian schools, they're popping up everywhere, all over the United States. 
The best is yet to come, right? What better to get children back to God than by putting them in Christian schools? Because you can't stand the public schools. I also saw somebody in the comments said, Why are America's Voice News uh, reporters wearing masks? That was not a real America's Voice News reporter. That was a clip that I pulled from Fox 5 in, in, in that area. Now, I promised you some phone calls, right? Promised you some phone calls. And who did I tell you that we, we were going to phone call before yesterday? I told you we were going to call these uh, hospitals in Idaho. The hospitals in Idaho to see exactly how full they really were. So, the uh, Kootenai, I don't know if I'm saying this, but the Kootenai Health uh, Healthcare in Idaho is probably the biggest in northern Idaho. It has the most uh, hospitals and healthcare facilities. So, I decided that we were going to call these hospitals and find out if we can get scheduled for procedures. Because they said they're doing the rationing of healthcare. And no urgent or something else, uh, some other elective procedures, will be done right now because they just don't have the manpower or woman power, even though they're firing nurses left and right, right? So I said, let's call these folks. So we're going to call them right now, and we're going to find out if we can actually make an appointment to get a procedure done. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm calling from a news station. I'm going to call and say that I want to schedule some procedure to be done, some procedural work. And I'm, I'm also going to say that the reason that I'm um, uh, calling to see if I can schedule it is because I have heard that they are no longer accepting people. So, let's find out. Let's call and find out right now. The phone number for all of you amazing patriots out there who can uh, uh, put this in the, the thread is 208... So let's go ahead, 208-625-6767. Got that, folks? Again, it's 208-625-6767. Okay? So, here we go. Let's call them. Oh, it looks like Rumble can't be reached. Before, before I call, I want to make sure, I'm going to see if I can get Rumble to be working again. Looks like the site can't be reached. Rumble is down. Let's try to see here. I, I want to make sure everybody's tuned in in order to hear this call. Looks like a lot of people are going over to YouTube. Don't know why. It looks like Rumble was frozen, but let me check it out. Rumble still frozen, guys? I can't see it. It looks frozen on my end. In the comment section on Rumble, whether we are frozen or not. We're still here. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's call. Thank you for calling Kootenai Clinic's Appointment Center. If this call is an emergency, please hang up and call 911. Please wait for the next available coordinator. For information on the COVID-19 vaccine, press 9. Kootenai Clinic Appointment Center, this is Lori. Hi, Lori. My name is Jeremy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Look, I was wondering, I wanted to schedule some um, a, a, an appointment for a procedure that I'd like done, but... Uh, I hear that 
you guys aren't accepting new scheduling for for any procedures right now because of being too too many COVID patients being in there. And I just want to make sure that I call somebody that I can actually make an appointment with for. Primary care providers. Who is your your family doctor? Well, I don't have a family doctor, um, but I just I, I want to schedule to see if I can get some procedure work done. Um, I'd like to I'd rather not get into it uh, exactly right now, but I just want to make sure that I'm calling the right place and I can actually get in because I heard you guys aren't taking any new procedure any pa- new patients at the moment. Okay, well, let me get you up to general surgery. They would be able to answer that question for you. Okay, thank you so much. Just a moment. Mm-hmm. Calling Kootenai Clinic General Surgery. If this is an emergency, hang up and dial 911. If you have a general question or would like to schedule an appointment with our clinic, press 1. To reach our triage nurse, press 2. For clinic address and fax number, press 3. General Surgery, this is Deborah. How can I help you? Hi, Deborah. My name is Jeremy. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How can I help you? Well, I'm kind of concerned. I wanted to, um, I wanted to schedule an appointment there for possible procedures that may need to be done, but I'm hearing that... Uh, the Kootenai hospitals are not accepting new patients for procedures right now because you guys are uh, you guys don't have enough staff. Is is that true or? Yeah, where the elective surgeries are on hold right now because of COVID. And is it because you guys don't have enough? at the moment, and I just want to confirm that. Um, are you a patient of our Make sure that I can call the right people, and, I, and from what I hear, you guys are just overstaffed or understaffed. Well, it depends on what you would need to have surgery for. It's not a, it's not an emergency surgery, but it's okay. just it, so if it's not an emergency surgery, I'm wondering if I have the wrong if I should be calling somebody else. Well, Kootenai right now, they're um, at the hospital capacity is 100 percent full, um, so they have postponed elective cases. Um, that doesn't mean that that's going to be the case forever. Um, is it because of, is it because of, is it because of coronavirus, COVID patients? Yes. There's a lot of COVID patients in the hospital right now. Oh, okay. Okay. So you said you didn't want to get into it over the phone. 
I can look up your chart. We can, you know, get you scheduled if you want to have a consultation still. Well, I just want to make sure that if I was coming that I would get a hundred and I would get the attention deserve and the attention that I would need because it sounds to me like you guys just don't have the capacity to give to give the proper attention because of COVID. I don't think that's the case. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. I will look elsewhere. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, folks, as you can see, I'm not a good liar. I was just trying to get, uh, they just said you can schedule. So what does that mean? They just said you can schedule. And what is it exactly? What is it exactly? Look, you either have the, you either, it's either you different things there they said well we are at 100 capacity right now but you can schedule because that might not be the case forever well of course it's not going to be the case forever you either can accept patients or you can't really what i wanted to do is see what they would say when asked if they were at 100 capacity for their bed space um you could take that you could take that as you as you want to take it um it's the just kind of uh you know matches what the what the story reads however are they 100% full and if they are 100% full then why would they schedule you instead of just tell you hey you can go somewhere else i don't know it seems a little weird to me but at least we called and at least we got them on record saying that they were 100% full because of coronavirus okay uh caterlin says how can you schedule but not accept patients exactly you should have had the doctor's name and what procedures you wanted. Yeah, I know. I didn't really think of it through that far. To be honest with you, I'd like to just call and tell them exactly who I am, but I didn't think that they would actually talk to me if I said that. You should have said you needed a hernia surgery. Well, there you go. <laughs> Jeremy, call back and ask for hospital bed number or facility and how many beds are filled today. This changes every day. And maybe we'll continue to keep calling them. Maybe we'll continue to keep calling them and the other network of health facilities that they have. Okay? Um... They were, very, they were very reluctant to speak to me. Well, who are you? Let me look up your chart. What's your name? And I didn't ask him any of that. I just asked him, are you t- accepting new patients? Are you doing elective surgeries or not? Guess we'll see. We'll continue to call. Kootenai, uh, Kootenai Hospital brought in National Guard to help with staffing. Short staff, not because of COVID. Not because they're firing everybody who doesn't take the shot. Oh, folks. Anyway. Well, you know what? It was. I'm glad to be back here today. I needed this. I needed my time with you. I needed to do my job. I needed to do the news. I needed to get some love from you. I needed to pray with you. And um, I'll be back at 5 p.m. tonight for more Live from America. All I can say is thank you. God bless you for all of the Rumble Rant donations that came in today. Somebody said there was like $500. If I did not call your name out, it's just because I didn't see it. I'll see it afterwards, and I just want to thank you for that. Yes, there is a p.m. show, Corn Pop. Of course there's going to be. I'll be here at 5 p.m. Eastern time like I always am. Well, except for yesterday. And we'll get down to the nitty-gritty then, folks, okay? God bless you. Love you. Thank you very much. And remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. And by the way, folks, I think tonight we'll have the new Hand Over Your Heart t-shirts from RMA Apparel, as well as we have re-upped with our 3%er When Tyranny Becomes uh, Law, Rebellion Becomes Duty t-shirts. 
they will all be replenished by tonight. Patriot 6774, thank you very much for the end of the show. Donation, God bless you. Use this for the studio. I definitely will. God bless you guys. Thank you very much. I'll see you tonight, 5 p.m., for more Live from America, just like you're used to. See you later. Rebirth.